know, maybe one of the more important podcasts that you ever listen to if you want your life to have purpose and meaning. How much time do you actually spend thinking about purpose and meaning? Does my life have purpose? Is it meaningful? What's the difference between the two? I mean, honestly, if you think about it, you know, yeah, do I have purpose? What does that actually mean? Well, let's begin by talking about what the dictionary defines as purpose. Not that I think that you should end there, but it's good to have an idea about what purpose and meaning means. Now, again, this is an excerpt from my new book. The whole world is going crazy, but you don't have to. Scriptural and psychological healing. And I would encourage you, even though I love it that you're listening to the podcast, if you haven't already done so, buy the book because I can't put everything in the podcast that I have in the book. For instance, at the end of every chapter... I include exercises or what I call next steps, things for you to actually do so that you can implement what you're learning. Because this isn't just a theoretical lesson. This isn't just like, oh, wouldn't life be good if you could do what? This is really about integrating those things so that your life can be so much more. So pick up the book, but let me begin by talking about purpose and meaning and the definition according to Merriam-Webster. Purpose means, ready? The reason why something is done or used, the aim or intention of something, and the definition of meaning, the idea that is represented by a word, phrase, etc. Really, etc. is part of the definition. (laughs) Wow, I mean, if that doesn't get you excited after reading those definitions, doesn't your soul just cry out, yes, I need more of that, more purpose and meaning especially more etc. <laughs> Hardly. The words and the definitions in themselves do not inspire. Almost empty. Purpose and meaning only change the soul when they are filled with what? What do you do? Why do you do it? How do you do it? Where do you do it? To whom do you do it to? (laughs) You know, the big five questions. These are good questions to ask yourself as you explore purpose and meaning, or lack thereof, in your life. Now, there is much in life that seems mundane. Filling your car with gas, changing a diaper, paying bills, going to work, You can make out your own list. It's not complicated. One of those days when someone asks you about your day and you say, oh, it was fair. Think back to that fine day. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Think back to that fine day, that fair day, and list what you did. Is it a list of the mundane? Or did you find purpose and meaning in the day? A clue as to which it was could be that you felt joy in describing what you did. If so, then it would be meaningful, purposeful. If you look at the list and say, oh, it was fine, and don't want to discuss it further, it probably lacked the qualities of purpose and meaning. So what must you do to have a day and a life that you would describe as having purpose and meaning? And maybe another question is, why do you want to pursue purpose and meaning? So let me give you the answer to the first question, and it might be excellent news you might not have to change what you're doing to create a life with purpose and meaning. You may only have to change the why you are doing what you're doing. I'll explain shortly. 
the answer to why you want purpose and meaning can be as follows. Life is short. You want to be able to say, I ran the good race, right? That's the Apostle Paul. I ran the good race. You don't want to take the exquisite gift of life and say, eh, it was fine. So what is your good race? The research says that purpose in life predicts both health and longevity, especially when confronting life's challenges. Purpose helps you to reframe stressful situations so that you can deal with them more effectively. Purpose makes you tough. It gives you the strength to carry on when life seems impossible. It is purpose and meaning that makes life worth living. Let's look at an example of this. In Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl wrote, Woe to him who saw no sense, no more sense in his life, no aim, no purpose, and therefore no point in carrying on. He was soon lost. Now, in my opinion, no one in recent times has spoken more poignantly and powerfully about purpose and meaning than Frankl. No one, again, in my opinion, has the life experience to speak so authoritatively on the subject. Why? In 1942, months after getting married, Frankel and his family were sent to a concentration camp. His father died there of starvation and pneumonia. A couple of years later, Frankel and other family members were taken to Auschwitz. It was there where his mother and brother were killed in the gas chamber. His wife died later of typhus. Now, how would you respond if this had happened to you? After being freed from the concentration camp, he wrote extensively and became head of the uh, neurology department of Vienna Polytechnic Hospital, uh, Polyclinic Hospital. He developed logotherapy and existential analysis based on the desire to find meaning and life and the capacity to choose how to act. He dove deeply into his own experiences and those around him and used what he had learned to serve others. Purpose. Meaning. Meaning isn't found because something happens to you. Meaning is discovered as a result of the search. It is the attempt to answer why. It's not about having all the answers, but finding enough meaning in your experience until you are charged with the capacity to act, to share the lessons or insights with others for their benefit and growth. Purpose becomes determined action when meaning is understood. Now, let's go back to our questions, the who, what, why, where, and how, as you consider how to find purpose and meaning. God says that you are to live a life of purpose and meaning and discover that purpose by being a member of the body of Christ. Paul writes, By the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than one ought to think, but to think soberly each according to the measure of faith that God has apportioned. For as in one body we have many parts, and also the parts do not have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually parts of one another. Since we have the gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us exercise them. That's from Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 6. In other words, Your purpose 
is to live and use God's gifts. You are to function as one tasked with sharing the gospel by serving and loving others and God. Every act of service, if done for the Lord, is purposeful and meaningful. So what does this mean from a practical standpoint? I'll start with a personal example. My adult son is severely disabled. He needs support in feeding, dressing, showering, walking, etc. Now, as a loving father, I provide this care willingly. But if you ask me about performing these tasks, I could say, oh, I wash his hair. Mundane. Could be. But I choose to see what I do as nurturing and caring for his body and soul as though I were serving the Lord himself. When I do this, my efforts take on new meaning and purpose. I am cherishing and recognizing my son's tremendous value and worth. I am celebrating his life. And when I do that, I feel terrific about what I do for him as a member of the body of Christ. These simple tasks take on new meaning. What I do is infused with purpose. You could say that I am serving my son in what I do, but really, I am doing so much more. Paul reminds you, slaves, obey your human masters in everything, not only when you're being watched as carrying favor, but in simplicity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, do from the heart as for the Lord and not for others. Knowing that you will receive from the Lord the due payment of the inheritance. Be slaves of the Lord Christ. That's from Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. You see, I try to make every shower a time of joy and laughter. Luckily, my son still thinks my still jokes are funny. (laughs) You may not need to modify your life. You may, however, consider the how, where, and why you do what you do. You can go to work for a check, or you can work with the knowledge that you are sacrificing and providing for those in your care. You can mow the neighbor's lawn, or you can serve and love him, letting him know that you care by this small act of service. You can mop the floors in a hospital and get clean floors. Or you can clean them knowing that you are contributing to the health and well-being of others who are sick. It's all about reframing of why you do what you do. Same tasks, different perspective. If you do all that you do for the glory of God by offering Him your thanks and praise, and you love others in your acts of service, you are living a life of purpose and meaning. You may not be called to serve as a priest, a pastor, world-famous evangelist, or great humanitarian, but you are called to love God and others with your acts of service. You may not always know what you're supposed to do, but God says, pray, even if you don't know what to pray for. Paul reminds you that God's Spirit comes alongside you, shaping your prayers and keeping you present before the Father. That's why every act of love, God works in to good. It all becomes purposeful and meaningful. Of that, 
you can be assured. Just as the Father was the purpose and goal of Jesus' life, he is the goal of yours. God has chosen you with purpose. In him, you are chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. You don't have to go anywhere to live meaningfully and purposefully. You are to live with purpose and meaning everywhere, all the time, with everything you do. I will meet you back on the road. And remember, always forward.